Campbell got time here on The Breakfast Show, which means that we're about to get into our Bible study. It also means that being Friday, you are running out of opportunities to win your Journey of Faith library of three books that we are offering this time. But you have two more chances to get your name in the hat to win these particular uh, incredible stories of mm. faith and trust in God. Lawson, what's the next question? Jesus healed Bartimaeus near which city? 0491-064-0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. Sometimes I say it, it just comes out wrong. I actually, I was on the phone with someone in the, in, in the studio the other day and I gave them this number instead of my number because it just, you know, it's just, it's just tattooed on my brain. But again, that number is 0491-064-669. You can call or text that number. I might pick up, but probably won't be likely. You'll have producer Shell telling you, uh, whether you got the questions answer correctly. Correct, which again, that question was, Jesus healed Bartimaeus near which city? 0491-064-669. Okay, let's go to text messages. You guys have been a little bit quiet this morning. Come on, guys. No, no what going. are you talking about? i got all the text messages here. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I mean, you can read your ones and I'll read my ones. <laughs> mine are better. I've got the mine, mine just going off. All right. all right. Okay, here we go. Recycling paint. I'm all for it. Did you know that the real reason that lead was removed from paint is that it stops Wi-Fi? Re- yeah, and the light sure. from coming through the house and total control would be harder in houses. Pretty smart, aren't they? Well, actually, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Lead was removed from paint a long time before Wi-Fi was invented. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that we should have lead paint? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. We could put lead back in the paint. Just put it on the outside. That way your Wi-Fi stays inside. Oh, there you go. That's kind of like a way to stop it was a, it was Wi-Fi. A health, it was a health yeah. message. Too many people dying from lead paint. Yeah, 100%. Uh, lead's pretty toxic stuff. <laughs> Um, lead pipes, lead paint. It was all that was pretty common back in the day. Uh, as you know, today everything we do can be known and seen by the authorities. Lead paint would stop that. And if mm. everything we can, everything we do can be seen by the authorities, then for us as Christians, that should be a good thing mm. because it should be an extra opportunity for us to let our light shine. Mm. And when they look, when the algorithm looks at our online activity, in the algorithm looks at our viewing activity, when they're mm. at, when the when the new world order, whoever out there, there is looking at how we are living our life. Mm. Let's pray they're inspired and converted by that. Mm. What a, what a great opportunity we have to be able to witness when we are at home, when we are not even associating with other people. Mm. We can witness to the new world order. We can witness to globalism. By living a life to the glory and honor of God. So let's live our life not just as if God was watching everything we were doing, but as if the world was watching everything we are doing. Mm. Okay, one of the books I am reading is titled Sisters in Arms, Women in the Royal House of England during the Reformation of the 16th century. They fought for the Reformed faith and suffered the consequences. What mighty... What mighty women of faith. Queen Elizabeth came from the same stock. She will be surely missed. Yet there certainly was Mm. uh, some amazing women of faith. And, uh, you know, we can uh, particularly see how that, yeah, some of those British queens really did stand up in defense of the Bible Mm. and of Protestantism and of 
Yeah, that a lot of the the history of the world would be vastly different today if it hadn't been for the role that England played in establishing the Reformation mm. and taking it to the English speaking peoples, and then establishing an empire that went right around the world and the Age of Missions, and you know the story goes on and on and on. Hundred percent. And without those strong queens, we would never have had that. Mm. Speaking about the Queen, actually, I got a text message here that says, "As much as I disagree with how the monarchy has been run." You have to praise her, Queen Elizabeth, for publicly declaring God as an important part of her life. It will be interesting to see how Charles leads in the Commonwealth. Unfortunately, I do not think he puts God as highly as she did, and we certainly to certainly need to pray that God works on his heart. Yeah, it's absolutely true. You don't need to agree with a political leader to be able to recognize when they say good things. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a tremendous amount of... I've been a huge fan of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, I think she's done a tremendous amount of good, but she's a human being. Yep. And she makes mistakes just like anybody else. Yep. And But I do appreciate the things that she did. And, and you know, the quotes that I was reading earlier, what's interesting is that she rarely writes her own speeches, but when mm-hmm. she did, does write her own speeches, they nearly always reference God. Yeah, wow. Hopefully, as the text says, hopefully Charles will do the same mm. thing. I got another text message that came in here. This is in regards to how I was talking about turning plastic into diamonds. And <laughs> Brayden wrote, maybe you can buy a girl from Byron Bay a plastic diamond ring because, you know, they're super into, <laughs> yes. they're super into recycling. Yes. So it's like it will be impressive. There you go. There you go, Lawson. When you get engaged, when the time comes... Recycled diamonds. Recycled diamonds. Um, Christopher writes, at primary school, that was the song that we sang in the morning assemblies. Of course, before the Australian National Anthem, we had God Save the Queen. God Save the Queen. Here in Australia before as well. Before we had God Save the Queen, we had God Save the King. Mm. See, th- this is this is something that is so distant from me. I can never, <laughs> couldn't possibly relate. It just messes with Lawson every time. Every time we even think about I'm it. like, what? <laughs> and, and finally here, thank you for sharing Owen's story. It has been amazing and inspiring to see how God works in someone's life. What more words can I say? And, of course, Owen's story has been amazing. See, yes. And as Lyle, you've been saying, it's been yeah, unfolding, and we, 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 we decided, you know what, we're going to get back in the studio and record the rest of it. Mm. Well, as much of the rest of it as we can. That's right. Uh, to, to get the full story, you're going to have to wait till the book comes out. I keep reminding everybody that. I don't know when that will be. He's looking for a publisher. So if you're a publisher, then let us let us know and I'll pass on your details. Mm-hmm. But a remarkable, a truly remarkable story. I'm not sure. I've got to look at the schedule as to when we can fit mm-hmm. some more of Owen's story in. But a remarkable story of the power of God's grace mm. in somebody's life. But that being said about Owen's amazing story... In regards to amazing stories, we've been promoting here on Faith FM the story of Greg Finance, which is going to be happening on signsofthetimes.com tonight. No, not .com. .org. .org. .org.au. Okay, we don't want you to go to .com, actually. We found out what was at .com. It's a distillery, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So not signsofthetimes.com, signsofthetimes.org. Yes. Head Head out that way. It's going to be fantastic to hear the amazing thing that God has done in his life. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, let's let's go to our Bible study. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Psalms thirty-seven. Psalms thirty-seven. Yeah, we're going to read the we're going to read uh, the first eleven verses. We probably won't read all of them at once, mm-hmm. but we've got some great uh, a great passage here that that uh, that David writes. This is a Psalm of David, and so okay, let's think about David. David, mm-hmm. we've been thinking about patience this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, we think about been, monarchies. 
We've been thinking, well, we've been thinking about monarchies today, that's for mm. sure. Uh, we have been thinking about how that patience is a really important aspect of being in the crucible. Mm-hmm. And David's somebody who spent a long time in the crucible. Mm. Yeah, he's anointed king. He doesn't become king for another 15 years. Yeah, well. Uh, what, what's Charlie waited for 73 years? <laughs> <laughs> The longest, the longest wait to ever be uh, to be yeah. crowned, um, and so yeah, maybe there's an example of patience there. But I think it's different from the example of David's patience because during David's, while he, David was waiting to become king, he was being he was being hunted. Mm-hmm. His life was on the line. He was living in the bush. He was in hiding, and he had been anointed as well. Like he that's had- right, he was anointed by God, mm-hmm. not just some hereditary bloodline. Mm-hmm. This was actually a divine anointing. Mm-hmm. He had the divine right to be king. Yes. Uh, which we do not have in today's world. We do mm-hmm. not have a theocracy where that actually is a thing. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at, okay, he's out in the wilderness. He's living it hard. Mm. He, you know, he eventually finds himself a village and, and, and he's sure he lives, settles down in Ziklag, but that's a long way different from the average prince in waiting. Yeah, that's right. Or apprentice king. Mm-hmm. So, all right, how do you deal with really hard times when your expectations are that you're going to be king, but you're not? Mm. You know, you've got all of these big plans for your life. You look into the future and you think of grand ideas, but they they come to nothing, and you think, well, my life is a mess right now. How do you deal with that? Let's let's have a bit of a read about how. Uh, David's attitude here in uh, Psalms 37, and we'll start reading in verse 1. Psalms 37 and verse 1, the Bible says, Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. Okay, so in David's situation, that was real. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Okay, so Psalms 37 verse 1, let's go there. Let's read that one again. Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. Did David have a lot of wicked people in his life to worry about? (laughs) Yes. 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 Did he have, when he's living in a cave Mm -hmm. and Saul is living in a palace Mm. and Saul is a bit of a nut job, Mm. And far from God. Mm-hmm. And he, the whole nation knows that David should be king and not Saul. Mm. And Saul's living in a cave. Sorry, David's living in a cave and Saul's living in a palace. Do you think he has right to envy the wicked? Like, that would definitely be a, an emotion that he'd be tempted to feel. Yeah. Um, he's not envying the wicked ways of. Saul, he's a righteous guy. You know, I, 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 you, would be, you would have to be forced to stop and think, wait a minute, I'm serving God mm. and I'm living in a cave. That's right. And uh, Saul is not serving God. Mm. He's sleeping in a nice warm bed in mm. a palace. Mm. What's going on here, God? Yeah, definitely. Like he would, he would be envying the situation that Saul gets to be in despite, yeah, his great wickedness, despite, like, all the terrible things that he's done and the fact that he's not even supposed to be king anymore. Okay, so then let's put ourselves in those shoes. We might look at ourselves and and I don't know where you are this morning. You might be in a very humble home. Mm. 
You might not be in a home at all. You might be doing it rough in your car or even on the street. I mm. don't know. And then you look at somebody who is living in luxury and mm. ease, a life of luxury and ease. It would be easy to be jealous of that person. Definitely. And it would be easy to say, wait a minute, I'm serving God and I don't have that. Mm. What's going on here? Mm. This rough. Be very, very easy to say that. But David says, don't, because the simple reality is, is that if you serve God, you have infinitely more than the most wealthy person on Amen. this planet. Amen. Yes. Mm. Okay, let's, uh, let's continue on. Let's read verse 2. It continues on. It says, for like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to stop there. There's so many good verses as we go down through this, uh, and we've got to stop and think about each one of them as we move by. Mm. The, you know, Once again, you put yourself in David's shoes here, and you read these words, and you go, really, David, you were writing this? Mm. Uh, trust in the Lord, and you'll prosper. Yeah, you'll, you'll live well in the land. <laughs> Take you know, delight in the Lord, and He'll give you your heart's desires. You're sitting in a cave on, on, on a, a stalagmite, on a broken off stalagmite. Mm-hmm. So, sort of writing something like this. Mm. You know, David. David's literally living this kind, of, and, and he's like, no, no. You know what? I'm just going to praise God mm. because He does give me the, you know, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart, and, and this is the key thing. If you delight yourself in the Lord, the desires of your heart change. Mm. What was the desires of David's heart? To be right with God. Yeah. And David was right with God at this particular point in his life. It wasn't always that way, but uh, he, he was at this particular point. And so he's got a lot of reasons to thank God. And even after he comes, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that this is specifically at this time and this is specifically where he is when he's writing this particular um, poem, but even as he comes later into his life and he writes this poem and he looks back on it, he can say, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Okay, I've become king now. Mm. And this is great. And God did this for me. But God did that through a very difficult journey, mm. a tough apprenticeship that David went through, but probably a good one, good training to become king. Mm. Wait, which verse did you get up to? Was it verse five? We come now to verse 5 where it says, commit Everything you do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocent innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Yeah, wow. So what you, what is David's response here then to living in the crucible? How does he actually deal with it? He's, he just simply says, well, all I can do to be able to get through this is commit, is submit. Like, commit everything, submit everything to the Lord. Like, trust him. He he will help me. Like, he will be, he is truly on my side. And then I love verse 6 because we see here, like, the what, what this ultimately leads to, the importance of doing this. And it's like, your innocence will radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Ultimately, like, if you are on God's side... And you are submitting everything to him, it will be a witness to others. People will see that and say, 
oh hey look at look at what this person is doing like this is this is special this is like something this is something else this is something else and it will change the hearts of people around you or they at the very least they'll be able to see god shining through through you here in australia we live in luxury mm-hmm. compared to pretty much most of the people mm-hmm. in the world we're in the top 1%. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we're there is because we were born here. Mm-hmm. It's a simple reality. We got to be born here and so we are incredibly blessed. Even if we are at the bottom of the rung in Australia, we are at the top of the rung in the world. Mm. And so that's an incredible privilege. And so I think one of the things that I'm learning from David here is that regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how tough things get, it's important for us to turn around and to praise God. Mm. Because our world is going to be full of trials. You're not going to be able to avoid them. There's a lot of things that you're not going to be able to do about them. Uh, But there is always reason to thank God, Mm. even even when things are going incredibly challenging. Mm. Okay, verse 8. No, we're up to you. Verse 7. Verse 7, the Bible says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Okay, so here's a, here's a great passage here that every person who suffers from anxiety needs to memorize. Mm. And because the reason they need to memorize this is that this is a promise, and the promises of God are so sure mm. they can be counted as present reality, and this is a promise that you can memorize, you can quote it to yourself, and you can trust in it, and God will actually, God will always come through with his promises uh, right here. Rest in the Lord, wait patient for him, patiently for him. Do not fret yourself. Mm. because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to part. Don't fret about the wicked. Don't be stressing over them. Mm. Don't be stressing over the future. Don't be stressing about what evil men are going to do in the future, how they might be coming after you or anybody else. Leave that with the Lord. Mm. That's the Lord's problem to worry about. We don't need to. Fretting and stressing about the future is one of the pandemics that is really taking control of the minds of human beings Mm. in our world right now, and we need to do as little fretting about it as possible. All right, what else? Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. This is a great promise right here. How easy is it for us to get really fired up about all of the injustices there are in the world? Yeah. Incredibly to stress easy. over it, mm. to get angry over it, to be to be like, yeah, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to take them all on. Mm. And then often in that stress, we can feel pretty self justified and then <laughs> contribute to the injustices that take place in the world. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but this is like, hey, don't don't worry about that. Like, don't don't lose your temper. Like, stay calm, stay stay oh, cool. Absolutely. Um, why? For the, the wicked will be destroyed. That's right. There's a judgment to come. Exactly. This world is only a blink of an eye. Mm. You know, you get your 70, 80 years, whatever, uh, 96 in the case of uh, Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people make it to more than 100, but mm. it's pretty rare. But that period of time is just a blink of an eye. Mm. In a very, very short space of time, we have the opportunity for, of living forever. And this is something the wicked live, lose out on. 
Mm. They just don't have that experience. They don't have that opportunity. You know, a lot of people would like to have immortality now. I wouldn't want to have immortality now. Our world is too full of heartache and pain. Who would want to have mm. it right now? No one wants to be immortal in a world like this. Yeah. But in a perfect world, in a perfect universe, yes, absolutely. Bring it on. That was how we were created to mm. live. That was our destiny which we lost and which Jesus restored for us when he died for us on Calvary. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Good morning. All right, Lawson, what have we got for the next question? Oh, the final question. The final opportunity to get into our draw, which is coming at 8.45. How old was Joseph when he began working for Pharaoh? 0491 064 Six six nine. Does the Bible explicitly say how old he was, or is this something is something you kind of need? Bro, to... you're just gonna have to call zero four nine one zero six four six six nine and see what you can do with this one. Yeah, just, just throw, or, or, just, or throw just throw numbers at the wall the and see. Decade it sticks. is all we need. Okay, okay so producer Shell's gonna go with the decade. You've been let off the hook. Okay, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. How old was Joseph when he began working for Pharaoh? Of course, if you get that question correct, you go into the draw. To win the French pilot, the richest caveman, and the man who couldn't be killed. All right, going to text messages, uh, we were talking about uh, earlier about uh, surveillance and how that, you know, people can surveil your home through, you know, the the the, the technology that we have today mm-hmm. relatively easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says it's true that we should be an example to the world, but the world is looking for them for other reasons. That is to kill them. Well, that's what you find in Revelation chapter thirteen: is that mm-hmm. people will surveil survey the surveil the world for the purpose of killing those who are faithful to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible is very clear about that in Revelation thirteen, and the Bible is also clear that you're not really going to find somewhere to hide. You know, you go and live out in the bush with the wearing a tinfoil hat. It's not going to hide you. You can't hide in our modern world. The only place you can hide is under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Will there be a time when we are possibly, probably, living in living rough to escape persecution again? Absolutely. Mm. Uh, The Bible is very clear about that in Matthew chapter 24, but that will be a short period of time, just at the end of time, and it's not the solution because if time were to continue when that happens, then uh, God's people would be wiped from the face Mm. of the earth. Lead paint and Wi-Fi, these things are planned First, to kill as many people as possible or make them sick. Second, total control via Wi-Fi. Everything we were told was a conspiracy has now come to fruition. We are living it. Okay, and okay, take exception to a couple of those there. Lead in paint, I was, I do not believe was planned because lead in paint has been around from that, that predates any plans to depopulate the world by a very, very long time period. It's mm-hmm. been around for a long, 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 long time. It's been around for. Five hundred years. Maybe I don't know more. the history of yeah. paint. Line, so I'll but. take exception on the one in paint. Um, as far as Wi-Fi, the most interesting thing about Wi-Fi is not so much the physical effects it has; it has physical effects, but the surveillance opportunities it creates, mm. which is just massive. Mm-hmm. The amount of data and information that you can gather on, from a person through their internet connection is just off the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything we were told was a conspiracy has now come to fruition? No. There are a lot of conspiracies that have not yet come to a fruition mm. that are still future. 
You know, and there are a lot of conspiracies that have also been debunked. Mm-hmm. There are also a lot of conspiracies that have turned out to be absolutely true. Yeah. That people put aside as being the wildest conspiracy theories they'd ever heard until we actually lived them. Mm. And so this is the important thing with conspiracy theories. Don't just automatically write them off. Mm. Because not all of them are conspiracies. Mm. Okay, the man not going to the moon or flat earth or, you know, some of these other ones are going to be, you know, uh, the, the the royal family being lizard people. Mm. Um, the, these 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 are not true conspiracies. <laughs> just 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 letting you know, they are not mm. true conspiracy theories. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I will say this, like because yes. then it's like as spiritual people, as people who look forward into the future according to what the Bible says, which we know is not a conspiracy. That's right, but a fact. Yes. Looking forward into the future, it's like okay, there will be a time in which. God's people will be persecuted. No question. No question. We know this. And, and as you mentioned, yes. Revelation chapter 13, it's like, you know, those who don't receive the mark of the beast will be persecuted. That's right. Uh, but at the same time, those who don't receive the mark of the beast receive the seal of God. Yes. And if you receive the seal of God, then you won't die. Life might not be fun. Yeah. But if you receive the seal of the living God, of you know, as you find there in, in Revelation chapter seven, yes, yeah, you'll make it. So I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, what I'm gonna instead of you know aiming to, you know, maybe install some VPNs or whatever. Like obviously, I think cybersecurity is important. But in terms of like, oh, look out for the government that's chasing me around. Da, 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 I'm just like, how about I work on making sure that I receive the seal of the living God. If, if I put, you know, in my heart, if I say, I want to follow God with everything that I have so I can receive his seal, you know, if time if, and his will permits that I would be standing on the shore seeing him return, like, I, I would be someone who survived all the way until Jesus comes back. How about before I make any steps in terms of cybersecurity or buying a property or <laughs> out in, out in whoop whoop or yeah, living, yeah, setting yeah, up yeah. my camp in the bush or bearing the beans. If you want to be a prepper, uh, this uh, is how you prep. Yep. Yeah, Receive the seal of God. That's right. Fall before him and submit your life to him. Because the simple reality is, how could you have prepared 15 years ago for the technology that we are using today? Uh, You You couldn't. You just simply couldn't, yeah. It's an impossibility. And we just look back 15 years. We know that technology and knowledge is increasing exponentially. Mm. So if you couldn't prepare 15 years ago for the technology that we have now, that means that you can't prepare for the technology that we are going to have five years from now. Mm. And in five years, you won't be able to prepare for the technology that will be available in one year. Mm. Okay, so how do you prepare? You prepare by receiving the seal of the living God. Mm. Okay, uh, we've got, we, we got a clarification coming through here. Oh, got a clarification. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. All right, here we go, here we go. Obviously, I'm talking about biblical prophecy mm-hmm. in relationship to conspiracy theories. Now I agree with the text message, mm-hmm. 100%. Yes. It is absolutely, absolutely the case because, I mean, the simple fact is we talk about the mark of the beast and that in our world is considered to be a conspiracy theory. Mm. You know, you can you can look it up on Wikipedia mm. and it says, oh, yes, popular conspiracy theory, da-da-da-da-da, in relationship to the mark of the beast. Mm. However, that's not a conspiracy theory. It's in the Bible. Yep. The Bible says that. Mm-hmm. 
Praise God. Amen. Let's go back to Psalm 37. <laughs> okay. Let's read two more verses. Soon the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. The lowly will possess the land and will live in peace and prosperity. Oh, I like it how it says in the KJV, for yet a little while and the wicked shall not be. Mm. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place mm. and it shall not be. Mm-hmm. In other words, you could search for the wicked wherever you want. Don't exist. Why would you, of course? But you could. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody will because everybody knows that the universe is perfect and clean after the return of Christ and the establishment yeah. of the new earth. Yeah. So it's no kind of no point. But mm-hmm. the point here is, and, and you know, you've got to give some artistic license. This is poetry that we're dealing with. And so as a result of that, you know, David is just illustrating the point of how thoroughly sin will be gone from the universe mm. and then finishes off with, uh, what was the last verse there? But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves mm. in the abundance of peace. The lowly will possess the land. The lowly. Mm. No, the meek. The meek. Such a stronger word than lowly. <laughs> That's a terrible translation. <laughs> meek is so much more manly than lowly. Mm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. But let's just move on with the show. Let's have some answers. No, 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 let's not have answers. We need to draw this quiz. Let's have a winner. Yeah, that's correct. Let's spin the wheel. Let's spin the wheel. Got everybody's names on the wheel. Let's spin it and see who comes up. Shell, we are ready. Oh, you can hear it. She gave it a good spin this time. It's been fast. Yeah. Oh. Slowing down fast, too. It stopped. We have a winner. And we have a winner. Okay, so we will be calling them to get them on the phone. As we do that, let's give you guys some answers to the quiz questions. Fill in the blank. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Which of these chapters deals extensively with the subject of the resurrection? That was 1 Corinthians 15. I feel like whenever you see a question that has like all of the above included, you're always tempted to say, oh yeah, well, they would only put that in there if it was all the above. But no, it was 1 Corinthians 15. Who was the mother of Esau? That was Rebecca. Jesus healed Bartimaeus near which city? That was Jericho. And finally, how old was Joseph when he began working for Pharaoh. Well, actually, the Bible says expressly how old he was, and that was 30 years old. Okay. So, good job. Good job for the answers. Congratulations to everybody who got correct answers. Well Mm -hmm. done. But not everyone could be the winner. We are calling our winner right now, trying to get, I'll give you a clue, trying to get her on the phone. Don't seem to be answering the phone yet. Mm. Maybe we should go to... Question of the day. All right, well, our question of the day today is, have we the right to hand people over to Satan according to 1 Timothy 1 and verse 20? Freco asked that one. Yeah, it's a really good question right here, and I'm so glad that somebody's asked it. So this comes from a passage of the Bible, 1 Timothy. You'll find it in chapter 1. So this is 1 Timothy chapter 1, the end of the chapter, where Paul talks, he's writing to Timothy. Timothy's just a, a young guy, a young preacher. He's writing to Timothy. He says, Holding faith and good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. 
So he mm. talks about those. He you know, tells, hold the faith, but some have uh, made shipwreck of their faith. He goes on and he says, of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered to Satan that they may not, that they may learn not to blaspheme. What mm. on earth is Paul talking about here? What do you mean he handed them to Satan to learn not to blaspheme? Okay, so let's stop there for a moment. We let, Let's deal with what we know. Mm. We know that these two individuals were a part of the Christian church. Yes. We know that they were blasphemers mm-hmm. and that they were blasphemers within the Christian church. Mm-hmm. We don't know what kind of blasphemy what that was. The Bible speaks about a number of different kinds of blasphemy. One of the interesting uh, definitions that you find for blasphemy is one that you find in Revelation chapter 2. Let me just flick over there real quick where the Bible talks about the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not. Mm. It's like, well, what, what does that mean? You know, why, would, why would somebody worry if, if they are you know, culturally appropriating Jewish people? Mm. You know, is, that, is that what it's talking about here? No, it's not talking about cultural appropriation, is talking about hypocrisy. Mm. Because Revelation 2 is written in the context of spiritual Israel. And so when we're talking about spiritual Israel, we could read it this way, those who say they are Christians and are not. Mm. So it's one thing to say you're a Christian. It's one other thing to altogether to be a Christian. And so you've got this group here that uh, they have, you know, that, that, that are blasphemy. And I don't know whether this, the kind of blasphemy that is mentioned here was hypocrisy or whether these guys were just standing up in church each week and blaspheming, Paul says he's handed them to Satan. What does it mean to hand them to Satan? Okay, so you've got two places you can be in the world. You can be with God or you can be with Satan. Mm. The Bible says that Satan is the ruler of the, the, the prince of this world. Jesus brought it back, but Satan claims to be the ruler of this world. Mm. And so if they are in the world, then they are not in the church. You're in one of those two places. And so what has taken place here very simply is an excommunication, what we might call an excommunication. An excommunication is a theological term that basically means that they have been excluded from the church. Mm. And then it says something interesting, so that they can learn not to blaspheme. So excommunication is to be redemptive. Mm. So let's think about you know some modern circumstances where you may have this kind of a situation take place. Say, for instance, somebody who is convicted of a child-related offence. They will never be allowed back in a church again, well, at least in an Adventist church. Mm. And so what is happening there? You're excluding them from the church. You are excluding them from the company of fellow believers. You are excluding them from the company of other Christians because it's just not safe enough to have them around. It's just too unsafe to have them mm. around. They've, they've committed such a crime, it's unsafe for them to be around. And so then what should the result be? Well, in anything that is this extreme, we should do it with a redemptive purpose in mind, that purpose being that the shock of being tossed out into the world is something that wakes them up Yeah, to the gravity of what they have done and brings them to repentance. And so when you exclude somebody from the church, it does not mean that you exclude them from ministry. You still minister to that person. If I've got somebody who has been excluded from my church because of a child-related incident, then that does not mean that we stop ministering to that person. That doesn't mean we stop visiting with them in their home. That does not mean that we stop praying for them, with them, studying the Bible with them, taking to communion to them, whatever it might be. Mm sharing passages of Scripture with them. That doesn't stop any of that. That simply uh, 
means that they have been that they are no longer in the communion with the church. Mm. And so the idea here is this: this is a last resort. This is an extreme thing that takes place, and it only takes place in the context of well, you kind of got nothing left to do. It's it, you know sometimes I've got people coming to an evangelistic program that I'm running. They haven't given their life to Jesus Christ, and sometimes they get upset with something I said. Mm. You know, and they're like, "That's it. I'm not coming back. I'm gone." And you know, there are times like that. I'm like, I respect your decision not to come back to these meetings, but do know this: everything you have heard in these meetings from Bible prophecy will come true. Mm. And when it does, I pray that you make a decision to make a full surrender to God and to come into a full obedience to His Word. You know, and this is a pretty heavy thing to say to somebody, but sometimes you've got to do heavy things. Sometimes you've got to say heavy things. Because it's your last chance. Mm. You don't have another opportunity after this. It's it's over. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. We've come to the end of the show and we... We decided to do something special. This is... You know, no, you and producer Shell decided to do something. Yeah, special. yeah, yeah. We've well, look. We've said, hey, it's it's a sad day. Let's cheer everyone up. We're going. We are going to have two winners for the prize. Now, Julia was our first winner. Unfortunately, Julia. we can't get her on the phone because She's she is at work. And we're going to spin the wheel again because right. and we're going to give away another set. So here we go. The wheel is spinning. And it's slowing down, and it's coming to a stop. And we've got another winner, Michael. Congratulations, so, to Michael! So shout out, people. Michael. We'll be shouting. Though we'll be sending those books to you as well. And it's exciting. Michael's getting married this weekend, so this. Will oh, be wedding present! <laughs> we get to give away wedding present. That's the best ever. Um, Wrap it in something welcome. nice for him. <laughs> but hey, well, remember today to talk faith, to live faith. And to act faith and you'll go strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.